0: ever. So ladies and gentlemen, Valerie Adams is about to come on and below your mind, really empowering you with the words that you're using, the, the language that is shaping and creating your reality each and every second. But Before we dive into that, I'm talking to you because you are a world changer and I want to support you however I can. So a couple ways to do that. Number one, Are you ready to get your message out on the 12-hour marathon? Whether you're ready or not here I come. (laughs) Let's talk about doing an interview with you so I can help you make a bigger impact in the communities and the people that are most important to you. So I'll tell you how you can get in contact with me in just a bit, but let's talk about doing an interview with you on the 12-hour marathon. Number two, if you are loving what we're doing with the 12-hour marathon, you want to start your own podcast, you want to get your own message out to the world in a bigger way, let's talk about that too. We'd love to support you with that. And then lastly, if there's anything else I could do to support you, connect you with one of these awesome human beings who are on the show today, like Valerie, who's about to come on and rock it. I'm happy to make those introductions as well if I think it'll be a great fit. So I uh, appreciate you being here. Thanks for tuning in. If you want to take those next steps, you can email me, chris, at beardgps.com. You can uh, find me on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash th3burns, or you can find me on Instagram at chris. Would love to hear from you, hear how we can continue to grow together into our greatest possible self. Next is the iTunes review of the week, and let's see who it's by this week. It's by Bulletproof Bowdy. Bulletproof Bowdy says, Chris is contagious. The host has big energy, and it's inspiring. The way he shows up is impressive, and he has a great array of guests. Thanks so much, Bulletproof Bowdy. I appreciate you, and if you want to give us a review, go to beergps.com forward slash iTunes. Search Becoming Your Greatest Possible Self on the iTunes store, and uh, definitely subscribe while you're there so you can keep getting all the latest updates and episodes. We release new episodes just about every single day on the podcast and YouTube, so uh, definitely go check it out and stay connected. Stay tuned. So I'm gonna introduce Valerie in just a sec here. We're gonna empower the heck out of you with your language, with your words, and creating your reality, so you can create that breakthrough moment, and she's an amazing coach, she's an amazing human being, so definitely stay tuned all the way through till the end, because you never know what one idea, or maybe even one word, that you might be using uh, that you could stop using or release and let go of and start using even more empowering words can really transform the rest of your life. Words are some of the most powerful um, things that have shaped my journey into being and becoming my greatest possible self. So I'm so excited to dive into this conversation with Valerie. I know you're gonna love it. She's awesome. Her personality is epic and she's a lot of fun. So definitely stay tuned and let's introduce Valerie and then we will bring her on the screen to wow you even more. Because, my gosh, we are on fire today with Unapologetically Authentic. So, Miss Valerie Adams. She is a life and mindset coach, passionate about helping burnt-out, high-performing boss babes master their mindset and create the life they've always desired. For many years, she struggled with feeling like she wasn't enough. She looked for validation externally. She told herself the story, I'll be happy when... Dot, dot, dot. For many years, and the happiness never came. Once she had enough, Valerie became obsessed with personal development and broke through the beliefs that kept her stuck for years and is now living the life she's always dreamed of and she's committed to guiding you towards your path to happiness and even more of that. So Valerie, you are now live on Becoming Your Greatest Possible Self. Are you ready to rock the house, Superwoman?
1: Yes, so ready. Thank you for yes. that
0: intro. You're welcome. You're welcome. It was so much fun uh, just reading it because I, I just I see how much you've grown. I see you stepping into your power and I'm just super, super proud of you. You're an amazing boss babe yourself. So I, I appreciate you being here to share with our audience so that we can up-level, upgrade, and evolve our language to really create the life that we dream of. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So
2: exciting.
0: You're welcome. So let's dive right into the theme of today. It is unapologetically authentic. What does that mean to you, Valerie? How has that shaped your life and your reality?
2: Ooh,
1: I love this. Great theme. Unapologetically authentic to me means being able to show up as who you are, not putting filters, not being a master chameleon and saying to yourself like, oh, okay, I'm going to give this version of myself to this person. And then I'm going to show up as this version to this person. And just being who you are congruently every single day, no matter what situation you're in and doing it unapologetically where you're okay. If, if you're not someone's cup of tea, Mm. like that is okay. As long as you are being authentic to yourself
2: every Mm. single day.
0: Mm, I love it. I love it. Just loving yourself and showing up as you are, not trying to fit into whatever crowd or type of person that you're hanging around and, and beat. Like i I see the, the image of pretzeling yourself, you know, try to like, oh, do you, do you like me now?
1: <laughs> yeah. I, I used to be a master like contortionist around that. I was that pretzel. I
0: <laughs> <laughs> was that pretzel. I love it. And you had totally – like just broken through that in such big ways and now you're out empowering uh, women boss babes in life and mindset coaching some amazing things tell us a little bit more about how you serve your clients and, and what they come to you for
1: yes absolutely so I love working with women who you know they're doing all the things so they're killing it in their job whether they have their own business or they're climbing the corporate ladder a lot of women I work with, they're in managerial roles or roles that really call them to step into their masculine and, and get SHIT done. It's something that they do very well. They're very programmed to do. So they run off of checklists. They know that if I do X, then Y will happen. So everything in their life is action-based. And they're, they're totally killing it in that area. But an area that they really lack is feeling like they're enough feeling like they just showing up as themselves is okay. They don't need to do anything. They don't need to earn anything. They don't have to prove anything. And by the time I'm working with them, I'm supporting them into stepping into their feminine, really getting in that mode of receiving and showing up as who they are rather than taking all this action and feeling the need to do, 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 and truly understand Hey by me just showing up as myself I'm a gift that's enough and I'm always going to be enough for the people meant to be in my life
0: mm-hmm. I love- I love it. So awesome. And you know, one thing I I love about you, Valerie, is how clear you are on the type of woman you serve, you know, and like you're painting the pictures of doing all the things, the checklist mindset, doing, doing, doing. And I think that's so powerful. And it's a reason why you've had, you know, huge success and and just really launched and uh, been kicking ass in your uh, coaching career. So I really, really acknowledge you for having that clarity, really being intentional about the words and being specific on that. Uh, Really cool. So Awesome stuff, and I want to go back into your journey and talk about how did you get to where we are today? How did you get into coaching and empowering people with their language and, and these boss babes who are out there kind of suffering, not really being fulfilled? Um, what was your journey like that like, and how do you relate to that?
1: Mm, yes, thank you for asking. So let me start off by saying that I've always been obsessed with like motivational quotes and, right. and inspiration. I love when you can get a nugget of something like. Mm. You know when when a, a quote or just something someone shares one sentence just like really like lands and really like you feel it in your soul. So my phone, ever since I've been able to save pictures onto a phone, which has been for like you know decades. We um, <laughs> <laughs> went from like flip phones, to iPhones. Wow. I all, could always find um, quotes and wow. say, That's I don't incredible. know. If you yeah. I don't mean. know if you remember like AIM, instant messenger, yep. you be able to make your own bio and I would always have a motivational quote. So I love that you have the power to choose a different thought, choose different words mm. and use it to completely change your mood or alter a situation. So mm. anytime I would see something that would resonate, I would always save it.
2: Mm.
1: And I I loved personal development books. Um, I loved knowing like, wow, I can get ahead and really understand myself or change something I don't like by having knowledge and applying knowledge. So years and years of that, but really not doing anything with it. And the reason I didn't do anything with it is because I wasn't truly doing work. So reading a book is great. Attending a seminar. Awesome. Um, And the shift really does not happen until you do that hard work. Anyone can pick up a book. Anyone can have an arsenal of positive quotes like me, but until you're willing to do that, that work and really get in there and shine a mirror on yourself and what's not working in your life and then commit to breaking through that, that's when the transformation happens. And What was happening for me is that I had no idea that I had work to do. I was in complete denial. I thought, I'm good. I have all the positive quotes, like all the things. And really in my life, I was in that do, do, do mode. So I was in a corporate career where I was doing very well. And I knew, okay, if I do X, then I'm going to get paid X or I'll make X amount of money. So my mind was trained that when you do something and when you're committed to it, Then you'll get what you want, then and only then. And that manifested into every area of my life. So that showed up in romantic relationships for me where I thought, okay, so um, if I do X, if I show up in a certain way, then they will love me, then they will commit to me. Um, same with friendships. If I show up and you know, get, and give a friend this experience, and they'll want to be friends with me, and we're going to be mm-hmm. great friends. I did it um, financially. I mean, just every area of my life. And where I can really think it started was in childhood um, with my my dad, who I have an amazing relationship with today. And. Um, I'm one of two and my brother is just like baseball star. He got very good grades school for me. It wasn't easy for me and sports Mm -hmm. just weren't my thing. So what I experienced at the time was my dad putting complete focus on my brother, my brother's Mm -hmm. sports, my brother's academics. So what that taught me was, Oh, okay. For, to be worthy of love, I need to like play a sport and be really good at it or get a good grade. So my mind was conditioned to, believe like, okay, to be worthy, you have to do this and do it well. And you always have to have something to be proud of and say, look at me, and then you'll be worthy of love. So feeling this way, it showed up. um, You know, I I always felt this way. So I told myself this story, I'm not enough. And Mm. to escape that feeling of feeling like I'm not enough, instead of doing the work, I would numb and distract myself. So my numbing looked like, um going shopping I would literally be like okay I'm just I I need to go like buy something like blow off some steam so I would go buy a new shirt buy a new outfit and it would of course make me feel better for like 30 minutes and then oftentimes I would just leave the item in the bag I wouldn't like care for it it just it was never enough um with In terms of my friendships, I had a lot of surface level friendships. I was only concerned with being surrounded by people, but not truly connected with people. So mm. it really lacked for me. And I, I would bond with friends over gossip, going out and drinking, um, not talking about vision and, and really just not feeling completely fulfilled with people I was around. I loved Netflix. So I would do mm. a lot of like, I would come home from work and just turn on like five hours of Netflix and escape there. Um, So that was the numbing and really the breaking point for me was when I walked into work one day, I'd been at my company for two years at this point and I walk in, the head of HR is there and he says, your entire department is being eliminated at the end of this month and if you would like to remain employed with this company, um, you have an option to, to move to Nashville, Tennessee which was very far from San Diego, California, where I was living. Mm -hmm. Um, They said, you have the option to interview for a role there. We'll move you out and you would be working out of that office. So let us know in a week. So (laughs) I knew at that moment, I was like, okay, something isn't working in my life. Like something, I remember having the feeling like, is this all there is to life? Like, okay, I guess like, yeah, cool. You know, rinse and repeat. That was my life. And then distracting myself on the weekends. and. I just thought, okay, I don't know what's on the other side of that, but I'm just going to say yes. And that ended up being the best decision I ever made because um, when I got to Nashville, I had made up a story like, oh, all my problems are going to go away. I'm going to completely mm. love myself. I'm yeah. going to get friendships of my dreams or relationships of my dream. San Diego was the problem. The people I was around was the problem. Like My job, everything else besides me was mm. problem. I wasn't taking any responsibility. And so... Yeah. As you know, you take yourself with you wherever you go, so my habits right when I got there, I wasn't focused on deep connected friendships, and I remember um, going out one one night with with some new friends in a party setting, and it was a night where um, i did I just was not in control of my alcohol, I was not responsible and I remember waking up the next morning with just like massive anxiety, um, a really low feeling and looking at myself in the mirror and saying, Valerie." how much longer are you going to do this? Hmm. I was 27 at the time. I'm 29 now. So it's just a couple of years ago. And I remember just like that moment where you're looking at yourself and I was like, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing? So typical behavior, um, would have been to like numb even more when I'm feeling anxious. So like watching Netflix, ordering Postmates and just pretending, you know, shoving things under the rug. And I thought, no, what am, what can I do that's going to make me feel better right now and and be beneficial for me? And I go podcasts. Yeah, people are listening to podcasts. Let me let me um, find a podcast. And I go look, and I see there's all these like murder podcasts. I'm like, ah, that's <laughs> not going to help. Um, what about I'm like, what about something like motivational? Because at that time, I only knew quick hits of inspiration so I was like Mm. okay what's like something inspirational and I stumble upon Lewis Howe's Mm. uh, School of Greatness podcast and I don't even remember the particular interview but I turn it on and I just hear him interviewing someone they're having a very vulnerable open conversation Mm. and I just remember it soothed my soul so much my anxiety dissipated and melted Mm. away and I thought wow this is like the type of stuff I get to be consuming. So um, long story short, I got obsessed. I clearly knew, okay, I'm meant to be sharing my pain, sharing what I've struggled with into supporting other people because I know so many women who who suffer through this and suffering is totally a choice.
2: Mm-hmm. And I had
1: chosen different at that point. Um, so hired my first coach. She helped me launch my business, um, started Working with with multiple coaches, Petsia being one of them, and really my commitment was to focus on an abundance mindset and really change, interrupt my thought patterns that got me to a place I didn't want to be and replace it with positive thoughts. Um, I've done emotional intelligence work. I've actually gone back and I'm coaching that now, so just sharpening Around there, and um, my journey is lifelong, as I know yours is too, Chris. So I'm a student of life for life. So right. the journey is just getting started, and that's how I got to where I am today.
0: Holy moly, so much <laughs> gold in there! Um, I really I wanted to ask about the affirmations and and these quotes. Like early on, did you have parents mm-hmm. who kind of instilled the positive thinking or um, uh, personal development into you at an early age?
1: No, wow. so. <laughs> Wow. No. Um that was not the household I I grew up in and um you know I don't remember having affirmations in my life. I I would get them outside of my parents and it's not to paint a picture like oh my parents like didn't no. never but It's like you're you know your parents do the best they can with what yeah. they have. So they're not telling their kids affirmations. They're most likely not telling themselves affirmations. So mm-hmm. you can only love someone as much as you love yourself and mm-hmm. Um, that just wasn't something in my, in my household. It was actually um, more so fear-based. It's like, Mm. oh, if you don't get this grade or higher, then this will happen. There was a Mm. consequence rather than imagine the possibility of getting that good grade. And, um, you know, of course, like when, when um, I did something or like got the good grade, the sport, that's when the praise came. But affirmations, I think that was like, Um, an escape for me when I was younger without realizing it because I would look outward and find a quote and be like, wow, that feels so good. I want to save this. I want to look at it again. So thank you for asking that. I've never thought about that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. And I, I think it's, it's interesting. I was talking to Amber right before you and she said she started cheerleading to like get away from what she was feeling in her home life, you know, like she wasn't feeling supported or connected. And, um, I think it's interesting that like now she's the life purpose cheerleader, same with you. Like you discovered these words and these quotes and, and inspiration and motivation and possibility at an early age, kind of to, like your it was almost like your soul's intuition say hey go here it may not have been like uh you may not have been clear on why in the beginning you may not have uh, understood it or may, not, might not even have come from the most positive and empowered place right but it was just it happened and like fast forward a decade or two and it's like you're you're using this and inspiring people and contributing to people and teaching people because it's just a a natural soul gift for you and that's incredible
2: thank you yeah
0: You're welcome. You're welcome. And then your journey continued to evolve. I love how you said your move to Nashville was one of the best things that could have ever happened to you because you got to see like, oh my gosh, like this, this vision of how I'm so right that San Diego is so wrong and all these people are the problem (laughs) like, is San Diego. Like you got to see like, oh, wait, like I thought all of my problems would magically disappear in in Nashville. And how many people are out there like in circumstances that they don't like, but they're choosing to be the victim. They're choosing to be irresponsible about their outlook, about their perspective, about how they see it and how they relate to it. And that is what's causing their suffering, which I love how you also said that is optional, right? Like we choose how to handle, how to manage, how to respond to pain. Like how do we show up in 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 spite of adversity, in the face of adversity, challenge, difficulty, hardship? How are we going to respond? And so I really love just with your story and your journey that you're sharing how you showed up powerfully and empowered once you realized that you were giving your power away and you took it back and you've just been like feeding yourself the power through podcasts, through uh, being around the right people, um, hiring coaches, coaching people yourself, sharpening your own skills. You know, like the emotional intelligence and. Coaching that, like, if you want to learn something at the deepest level, go freaking teach it, you know?
1: Mm, yes, mm.
0: yes.
1: Like, you need to so excited. I'm like,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. So, I want to dive into like these. Specifically, I want to talk to the boss babes out there who are on the the checklist mentality. Um, you know, just doing, 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 never feeling fulfilled and enough as they are. You know, what would you say to them? Just just starting off, starting this conversation off, uh, going a little bit deeper.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, I can I can um, affirm something positive and tell you you are enough. But mm-hmm. what I would rather invite anyone listening to to look at is. <clears throat> ask yourself, when was the first time I made up the story that I wasn't enough? No. This is something that I, I ask my clients. It's usually like call one um, because my clients who I work with, they struggle with not feeling like enough. So mm. we go back to childhood and it's not to like, you know, bring up pain, but it's like, Hey, like, when did you get this, this, um, belief that you weren't enough? Because at one point it was a thought and then you believed it. And now it's your truth. No. Um, So when, when did this happen for you? So I invite anyone listening to ask yourself, like, did you just wake up one day and decide you weren't enough or Mm -hmm. what, what happened in your life or who, who was the first person who you felt like you weren't enough around and, and that as a guide and just know that it's not your fault and there's nothing you need to do to prove that you are enough enough right now and you're worthy of doing the work to change your beliefs and switch out these old beliefs that don't serve you for new ones that mm. are going to serve you and take you to wherever you want to
2: go in life
0: wow that's amazing and i i really want to highlight as well that a lot of people are so afraid to go into their past i even know people who say i don't remember anything about my past and it's like okay I I get that you think you don't remember, (laughs) and that's your story. And I also think that that's a protection mechanism to keep you safe from going back and revisiting that stuff, so that you can heal it. And I love how you also said we're not there to just like make you go back there and like dig your nose in it and make you feel it and cry and be miserable. We're we're doing this so that you can become aware, so that you you can have a choice about how you show up, rather than being run by this. I love how you said it was first a thought then it became a belief in, in, a, in a story, you know, and then it became your truth, someone's truth that these things happen. And then you start living that. That is that is your life. You live out your life from that wound. But when you are are willing to go back there and re, uh, <laughs> reinvestigate, so to speak, and ultimately, I'm not sure how you like go about changing the belief, but having a willingness willingness to change it, um, that's the most important part is like to say, hey, maybe it wasn't that bad or, you know, like, how can I go change that story? So that's, that's what my mind goes to next is once they are willing to go back and see the, this thought that they made into a, um, you know, into a belief into the, their truth, how do they change it?
1: Mm-hmm. Yes. So, um, awareness is number one. So knowing where it came from and then asking, how does this show up in my life every day? How, how am I letting this thought that I grabbed when I was Mm -hmm. seven and believed like, how is this thought, this limiting belief? So belief that's keeping you stuck and holding you back. How is this still running my life? How am I still giving Mm -hmm. this power every day? So awareness is key because then you can interrupt it. And a way to interrupt it is like, you know, let's say you have a story that you're not enough and it's from something in your childhood where you didn't feel enough for your dad. So that shows up mm-hmm. romantically, you don't feel enough, you know, for a man. So it's like, where can I find evidence that proves a, proves my story to be wrong? So if I have a story like, oh, I need to always be doing something in order to be worthy of having a partner romantically When I'm seeing, like, oh, I'm, like, about sabotage this or I'm pulling away, like, where is this coming from? Like, ah, okay, this is coming from my my silly story that I had Mm. about not being enough. So, like, what evidence can I find to show that I am enough? Like, Mm. oh, yeah, my partner and I, we love – like, I'm enough without makeup. We love just – hanging out we I don't have to do anything like he loves me for me like of course he does I am enough so um I would say just that awareness being able to find false evidence or finding evidence to prove you wrong like as if you were in a court of law like could you find proof to show that you're not enough is there any way that someone could say actually Valerie you are enough and here's why here's times in your life where you have been enough and then the willingness to replace the thought. So you're never wrong for your first thought. Like Mm. that's not your problem. It's the thought you think after that. So, you know, if you're like, I'm not enough, having awareness, finding evidence and then saying, yeah, I'm more than enough. Like I'm everything. I have everything I need. Um, And I also want to say we hold a lot of weight on our thoughts and we make ourselves wrong for feeling our thoughts. So it's never your thoughts. It's how you feel. It's the feeling that comes from your thoughts. So, you always want to focus more on how you're feeling. And a way to shape how you're feeling is by being super aware of your thoughts and choosing new ones. So, don't I I hear people a lot like, oh, I just need to stop thinking about this or I just want to control my thoughts. And it's like, no, (laughs) like, how amazing that you're having a thought that feels bad to let you know what gets to change, to let you get clear on what you do want to feel. And then you can replace it and feel better.
0: Right. I love this so much. Um, this is this is great. And I think a big question, once we have the awareness that you mentioned, is how is this still running my life? How is this still impacting me? How is this still, you know, where is this playing out? Because it's one thing to say, okay, where did this wound happen and what was the story that I made up, like three, year old, three years old, seven years old, you know, whatever else it might be. And then, okay, now how is this still showing up? And I know uh, I'll give another example for me, it's like, I never feel like I'm messaging in enough people back through social media and through messenger and it's like that not enough is totally showing up and like rearing its ugly head there trying to say Chris you're not doing enough you're not you're not being responsive enough you're not being a a good enough role model you know if only people knew how bad you're doing in this uh, you know this entrepreneur thing and being a podcast host and it's like wait a second wait a second I know that I'm doing my absolute best and I did not sign up for this, for this journey to be like a slave to this messenger, to be a slave to Facebook, to be a slave to whatever, uh, you know, I'm, I'm feeling like I'm not performing well enough at. And I said, I also that, you know, I I know I'm impacting enough people. People are messaging me all the time saying like, wow, this is an amazing show. It's an amazing 12 hour marathon and podcast and platform. So I'm getting that feedback that, Chris, you're on the right track. And so now I just get to say, you know what, I'm human. I have grace for myself. I I deserve off time. I deserve to do the things that I love. I deserve to play and have fun and adventure outside of this. And how can I make this even more fun so I can get even more done, stay in flow, and just enjoy the process even more, you know? So it's like, that's the kind of thought process I would go through if I'm feeling like I'm not doing enough around uh, responding to people on Messenger.
1: Yeah, that's so funny. I have that same little like cute story
2: too. Like,
1: like, oh, I could be reaching out to more people and engaging. And it's like, um, yes, the grace and remembering that you are a vessel, right? Mm. So like
2: for you to
1: deliver the messages you do, Chris, at the level you do. And I'm saying this to you and I'm saying this to anyone listening. Like none of that works if you're not so like right. if you're if you are drained and just like your cup is completely empty and you're it's like tipped upside down and you're trying to like find a drop to give to <laughs> someone else, like that's not gonna work, and that's not gonna allow you to make the impact that you're here to make because you are a vessel, so it's like how do you take care of that vessel mm-hmm. and um yeah, there's always room for improvement like. Okay cool. I I I that's something I think about a lot so that does mean to me. That's an indicator that I want to connect with more people. So how can I prioritize that? Like could I block it out in my calendar for 30 minutes and then connect with people and then after that like no more story, no more I'm not enough. It's hey, I did I did that today and now I'm going to treat myself and play and relax and self-care and all the things. So it's
0: like there's you a- and I there's a, a plan or a, a strategy or a structure that we can be in integrity with. And as long as we're meeting that, like what we, like we prepare for, it's like, okay, what would I have to do? What would I have to achieve? How much am I willing to invest in this activity to be able to say, you know what? I checked the box. I did as much as I could. And beyond that, if I do more awesome, uh, but if I, you know, didn't quite hit that, then I say, Hey, you know, I have, I have some room to grow. That's my intention. I see that I can hit that. And of course the there's also the aspect of uh, overextending ourselves and being, yeah. you know, um, over, over uh, abundant in terms of what we can contribute. And I think a lot of people say I should be doing more and expect to have all these hours invested. When really, it's like just start off with, with you know, getting in momentum. Take a take a step. Take the next step. Uh, if you first gotta crawl, crawl. You know, like give yourself permission to crawl. Give yourself permission to build up your self confidence and self esteem. And don't say if you. You've gone from, let's say, zero messages a day to sending 100 a day. That's that's a little bit of a gap. <laughs> it might be a little overwhelming.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We get in that mindset where it's like we go from never going to the gym to all of a sudden we're like, I'm going to go five days a week. It's like, <laughs> and, and maybe you will. And maybe yeah. you will. And yeah. you, you tend to burn out. That's been my experience. And I like what you said, Chris, about like I heard you talk about self-esteem and then also knowing that you're enough. And um, I think the self-esteem when you're starting something or when you're committing to a goal is being your word and doing what you say you're going to do. So if you wake up and say, I'm going to message 20 people today and you put that time in your calendar, if you follow through on that, then you're going to feel good. Your self-esteem is going to go up because you are following through on a promise you made to yourself. So I ask myself, I'm like, why am I promising all these people? Like, yes, I'll be on this podcast. I'm promising my clients I'll be on our call at the time we're supposed to. And then it's like, what about the promises I made to myself? Like the promise to attend my yoga class that I didn't go to or promise to, you know, do a certain task the day. Like, why am I following through for other people and then not following through for myself? So that's something that I want to invite anyone listening to think about, like, where are you coming through for other people? You're coming through for your boss, your significant other, your friends, your mom, your dad, your dog. But what about you? What promises are you making and keeping and following through onto yourself?
0: That's so powerful. And I, I think that's a um, a great segue of that, the boundaries, the self, self-respect, um, knowing what you value, knowing what your priorities are. Let's dive into that, Valerie. What, do, what does our audience need to know about that?
1: Yeah. So... Um, I think you nailed it with like boundaries and we oftentimes don't realize that um, we have really unclear boundaries until you're at that point where you're just like ready to break. And it's Mm -hmm. like, how do we minimize the amount of times that happens? So self-care is a non-negotiable for me every day. And what I want to be clear about is that self-care does not need to look like a massage or, you know, um, a spa treatment. Like, yes, those are awesome. Self-care could is as simple as saying no to meeting up with friends on Friday night when you just want to stay home, eat some halo top ice cream, watch a documentary on Netflix and just be with yourself. Like that is Mm self-care. Um, for me, it's been creating a morning routine where I guarantee that I'm going to have self-care happen before I'm serving anyone else. So wow. my my morning routine is I wake up, I go to a yoga class typically, and then I come home, I journal. I'm not answering texts or calls before 8 a.m. Okay. And it's very tempting. So now I've started um, with the support of Petya. She supported me in putting my phone not next to me because it's like, you know, my phone needs to be on my nightstand. And then Mm. I was a slave to my phone. And then it's like, right away, I start off giving to other people and not giving to myself, because there's always going to be a text to send, there's always going to be a direct message, there's always going to be someone to get back to. But having that Mm. time for yourself is, is everything because the moment you're checking your emails and whatever it becomes about other people. Mm. So Boundaries, for me, that looks like daily self-care. Journaling is huge for me. So I I journal for about 10, 15 minutes every morning. I focus on gratitude. I focus on a desired outcome. So I'll typically focus on one big goal that I have, and I'll write about it in the present tense. I'm so happy and grateful now that X. And I describe the feelings. um, You know, something that I acknowledge myself for. So I start off the day by saying, I'm proud of myself for waking up and going to my yoga class this morning. And even though I really wanted to sleep in mm. um, and then I'll say something I'm looking forward to. So I get in the focus of like looking forward to something good and I'll set an intention for the day. And my intention always, you know, besides a, a something specific, I'll always ask, you know, what, how great can today be, mm. you know, and I'll set that intention and I open myself up for the miracles. So what I would say to boss babes listening, anyone listening is to, check in with yourself and ask, how am I creating time for myself every day? And something I hear women say when I, and my clients do when I'm like, so how has your self care been? They'll be like, yeah, I'm, um, I'm excited to have a massage booked for Saturday. So I can't wait. And we'll be talking on Monday. So I'm like, okay, awesome. So what, what's on the agenda for self care today and tomorrow? Um, (laughs) It's very easy to do. And I think we get in the story that it means, like, oh, going on vacation or something big. It's a boundary.
0: Mm. Yeah. People think it has to be expensive. It has to be extravagant. It has to be, you know, big. But no, it doesn't. It's really just like, how do you recharge? And there's a lot of different ways to recharge. And I think. People can just be more aware of that. Um, there's there's so much about like, hey, how do you how do you fill yourself back up, your cup back up? But I think one of the easiest ways is just be still. You know, meditating, being silent, uh, staying in the shower. You know, like I know Petya really loves the showers. It's like her sacred time. She uh, she's like a, a dolphin and a mermaid at once. We call her a, mer- a mermolphin, and uh, she just loves to be in the shower <laughs> and just like be in there because that that water is is so. Important for her. That's a self-care routine, you know. Like it's just being present in the moment when you're doing these things of um, you know time for yourself, laying out in the sun, just relaxing, reading a book, journaling, whatever it is. But uh, I, I love how you said that, and I also I want to focus on how. Intentional you are with your words, because I know that's a big focus of who you are and how you're showing up, and those questions that you are asking yourself um you know I think you said, how great can today be something along those lines, and you know you're really creating the foundation of looking in the right direction, looking in the positive direction, um, focusing on what you want It's also about how language plays into that and into creating our reality
1: mm, yeah that's my absolute favorite thing to talk about because <laughs> we always have words going on in our head. It's a conversation. Even when we're not talking, we're always having Mm -hmm. a conversation in Mm -hmm. our mind. Mm -hmm. Um, So shifting from a place of I have to lack, Mm -hmm. things aren't working out for me, to a place of gratitude, abundance, and possibility is everything. Mm -hmm. So I don't care how great of a business strategy you have. I don't care um you know how I don't care like where you live how much money you make like who you're surrounded by if your mindset isn't in alignment with your goals and what you want it doesn't matter what action you take so it's all about the conversation in your mind um really big shift for me I um I hear this a lot and I used to be this person, I would look at my quote unquote errands as have tos. Mm
2: -hmm. So
1: I would say, you know, like, oh, I have to, um, I have to go to work today and then I have to be, be there in time for my 4 p.m. Yoga class and I have to go grocery shopping and then I have to do some laundry and I have to pay my bills and my life was one giant have to, Mm -hmm. and The most supportive tool, honestly, like the word swap that changed my life was um, I was working with a coach and she mentioned, you know, what about you get to. Mm -hmm. So she had me tell her all the things I had to do that day and then I replaced it with I get to. So then I said, yeah, I get to get up and go to work today. I get to um, go to my four PM yoga class at the studio that I love. Mm-hmm. I get to go buy groceries and fill up my fridge with all the most nutrition, nutritious, organic food. I get to shop at, you know, Sprouts, Whole Foods because I'm, I'm abundant and have the money to do so. Mm-hmm. I get to do laundry. I have a washer dryer in my unit. So I get mm-hmm. to like quickly throw my clothes in there mm-hmm. and be able to go enjoy my house while doing it. And that, that one word, two word swap really like changed everything for me. And to even take it a level higher in that same exercise, my coach had me say, okay, change it to bless too. Mm-hmm. And so that's when I was like, So I'm like, oh, I'm blessed to get up and go to my job. You know, I I am I'm so blessed to have that job. I love it. I'm really good at it. I always know that I have money coming in. I'm blessed to go to the yoga class I want because that that studio just makes me feel so good. It's time for myself. Like I'm blessed to go grocery shopping. I can afford groceries. And um, those that is the most like hugest pivotal word swap I've ever, ever used. And so that's, um, that's now how I talk. I don't use the word have to Mm -hmm. ever. I've, I've done it enough times that it's, you know, been repetition. Just like when you go to the gym, it's not about doing 400 sit-ups in one day. It's about Mm -hmm. doing, you know, 20 every day. And that's what really supported me. So getting in the (laughs) mindset of, I'm so lucky I get to do this because when you focus on what's good and what's working, Mm -hmm. you know, you're going to have more of that. So that's been a really big swap for me. Um, another, another, um, word swap that served me is instead of saying things that are so like, you know, I never, or I always switching it out to like, yeah, in the past I used to, or I tended to do this. And you're, you're breaking that relationship with thinking that it's your truth now, because you're always reinventing yourself, like. I can wake up tomorrow and be like the abundant babe instead of the mindful babe if I wanted to. (laughs) Or no, I can invent, I can choose to reinvent myself after we hop off this interview and shoot something new. So Mm. being able to say like, oh, in the past I used to do this, that's your past. And when you're saying I never, or I always, then you're still keeping it in your reality now instead Mm. of separating it
0: i love that and i th- i think it's like when you say when someone says always or never it's it's usually a story it's an assumption it's like a, a justification a um what's the word there's another word i'm looking for a generalization you know it's like cl- like you're putting it in a box versus like really being open and i think when we are open to rediscovering things to be in be in wonder like i wonder how it could be to send these messages i wonder how it could be to go on dates again I wonder how it could be to be great with a budget, with my finances, with investing, whatever it is, right? I wonder what it would be like to be masterful. And when people are closed off to possibility, when they have to, when they're forced to, when there's no other way it is, that's just the way it is. Like it feels like a a self-imposed prison, you know, but they don't know that it's self-imposed. They just feel trapped. They feel pressure. They feel stress and overwhelm. And so I, I love that the, the, the changing the have to to get to and then an evolution on that which I've never heard but I, I'm freaking using it Valerie is blessed to blessed you to. I'm gonna give it credit to you which came from your coach I think so <laughs> I'm gonna say yeah Valerie, Valerie's coach said <laughs> Valerie's coach said <laughs> change it to blessed <laughs> so yeah
1: Good. Well, I'm so happy that you found a nugget in this. And something I want to seek into, Chris, that you said that I liked is Mm. living in that possibility. Like, what would it be like to Mm. say, what would it be like to master a budget? What would it be like in coming from a place of possibility rather than like... Oh, I need to start dating again because if I do, then I'm gonna end up single with Mm. eight cats. And (laughs) oh, I like I have to like get really clear on my budget because then I'm gonna be broke if I don't. And when you come from that place of fear and consequence, you're never mean, maybe you'll get the outcome you want, but it's not gonna be in alignment with Mm. with the expansiveness and more and more and more. So I'm really happy you said that. And yes, the languaging, like, hmm, what what would that be like to be open to experiencing love? What would that be like to never have to have that feeling in my chest when I check my bank account? Mm-hmm. What would that be like? So,
0: so what, what would you say is the relationship um, with people and choice, like why is choice important? Why is having choices, being open to choices, being uh, you know in wonder, so to speak, versus like having to or being forced to? Like why why does that cause so much uh, challenge and stress for people? You think?
1: Yes. So I think a lot of it comes down to what you you talked about at the beginning of our interview, like victim versus. Mm taking responsibility victim versus being like, Oh, I'm the source of this. So a lot of what, what comes up for me is, is thinking you always have two choices. There's always two men like approaches you could take. You could take the victim route mm-hmm. and blame other people's circumstances. It's a route I took for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, or you can take response. <laughs> yeah. You can take responsibility and be like, okay, why, how am I a mirror for this? You know, Mm. how did I cause this happen in my life? So victims always look at things that are out of their control. So, you know, my victim mentality was like San Diego, like, Oh, you know, and these are the same people who are like, Oh, the government. Oh, Mm. my mom, my Mm. significant other, my dog, like it's always someone else's problem. Mm. And the person who's taking responsibility, who knows, okay, I'm, I'm the source of every single thing in my physical reality right now. So like, how did I get here? What thoughts got me here? And what do I want to take responsibility and change? So, um, and and when I say victims, like, I know that can be harsh. And like, I never wanted to be a victim. And when I realized I'm like, wow, I'm doing this. I'm blaming, you know, like, for example, I could I could be right about like, oh you know my dad loved my brother more and i just never like grew up you know with with unlimited love for my dad and it's like i look now and i see okay so i had this story and now because of the story i'm manifesting things i don't want so what's a belief that's going to serve me what's a story that's going to better serve me and give me the outcome i want so it's that curiosity like curious if I if I believed I was enough and if I believed that I could have whatever I want like what could I have and that is like responsibility source mentality of victim would be like yeah that will never happen for me or mm-hmm. must be nice it's easy for her like she grew up with this she has this or that like yeah like they uh, that would never be me they were dealt a good hand and I think victims really lack seeing how they're responsible for what's in their life. And they also lack the ability to see how others who have good, good fortune Mm. with, you know, which I don't even believe that because we're creating that. I think victims also lack the ability to see that Mm. in other people. Like, um, so, so a way I can relate, this is when you see someone doing really well in life. Um, a victim would be like, yeah, I'm sure she, you know, like, Whatever was born into wealth Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. someone who is responsible says, whoa, that's so cool. Like they must have worked so hard to achieve that. Mm -hmm. I would love to learn from them. That's motivation for me. I wonder what they did. Let me see if I can get in relationship with them and learn from them or do what they did. Yeah.
0: I love it. I love it. This is great. And, um, I've heard you say multiple times source and, you know, like being the creator and things like that, which I love. Um, how does language relate to spirituality in your perspective?
1: Yeah. Um, I would say So I use universe. Mm -hmm. I, so I believe in God, I believe in the universe and I think just me, just not, not being attached. It could be whoever, whatever that higher power is. And knowing that there is something bigger than you and knowing that there's something being worked out in your favor, always, even if it doesn't make sense. So Mm -hmm. um, I'm always affirming one thing and this is what I affirm every day. I say, Um, The universe is always aligning me with the right people, places, and experiences at the right time. Mm. And I trust that. And I know that. So I don't, when something happens, Chris, where I'm like, I don't think like, why is this happening? I just go, okay, universe, I know you're going to reveal what this lesson is. I know Mm. that this breakdown, I know that there's a reason and I'm totally open to receiving that. So um, I don't spend time in why land or like, why me? Mm-hmm. Um, I focused on, wow, what is this going to do for me? I can't, I can't wait to see what the universe has in store. I can't wait to see what this lesson is. So um, when it comes to spirituality, I believe that things are always working for me, no matter what. Um, <laughs> and I try to find the lesson in the moment if I can, like the other day I was, I was running late. I didn't set myself up to win and arrive where I needed to early. So, you know, when you're late for something and you're starting to get frantic and you're not doing things full out. And so as I'm already running out the door late, I dropped my green smoothie that I had made with like so much love and care and put all my powders and all the things in it. And I dropped it on the floor. It's still on my outfit. And instead of getting upset, um, which of course that was my first, I was like, I just go awesome. Okay. So what, what intervention was this? Why, why did this need to happen now for me to like, like, what did I need to learn in this moment before I carry this energy into my day? So I, I took it as like, okay, I need to slow down. I'm being sloppy. I'm not setting myself up to win. So like, pivot moving forward. How can I set myself up to win for the rest of the day? And with that intention, I had an amazing day after. So I would say just try to find the lesson, even if it doesn't make sense at that moment, being open to receiving it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I also hear that it's almost like spirituality is is the infinite is the anything is possible is the you are the creator of your reality and you know you get to choose how you experience this reality this life and language is your partner language is your the language that you use is your tool is is how you're able to flow and dance and manage your reality and how you respond to it and how you show up and how you create with it
1: yes i love that it's like your number one tool yeah. and it's something that Nobody can ever take away from you, and Mm. I think that's why I one of the many reasons I love personal development. It's because I I can just give myself more tools. So it's like, oh, I can have more tools in my tool belt to pull from whenever these things happen. Because life is gonna life. Like you're gonna spill things. You're gonna there's accidents. You're gonna break things. So it's like, wouldn't it be better to have tools to call on and be able to use at any point in time? through those moments, rather than being reactionary, rather than letting it steal your whole day and steal yeah. your joy.
0: Yeah. I love it. I love it so much. So, um, what are you most excited about, um, in these women that you're being able to serve now in the world and you have your own podcast, you're doing all these amazing things. Like what are you most excited about in the coming years? What, what's what got you stepping into your victor victory suit and, oh. you know, just expansive?
1: yes um victory dress
0: yes um, it's dress.
1: <laughs> so i personal development and emotional intelligence has changed my life hmm. and being learning how to be mindful um it's something that everyone has access to and my mission is to Spread that and get that in the hands of as many women as possible. So, my podcast, The Mindful Babes, which I co host with Jessica Hutto, um, she's the Divine Maven on Instagram she's amazing. And what's really unique about us coming together to make this podcast a reality is that her and I are very different. Mm -hmm. So he is, um, you know, 38, she has two kids, she's a wife, she's a nurse, and she runs a successful online spiritual coaching business. Whereas I am, you know, I'm 29. I don't have kids. I'm not married. Mm -hmm but i'm finding ways to be mindful in my life and mindfulness wasn't something that existed for me you know back a couple years ago yeah. so i really speak to the women who they're curious they're like i want to start taking more action i want to be more in control what could that look like for me and then with jessica she's speaking to the mom who's you know superwoman and you know how can she squeeze in mindfulness even though she's busy so Our messaging, it's very unique in the sense that there's something for everyone. In our episodes, we try to keep them like, 17 minutes or less because we want it to be a quick bite of mind food. We want to show you that mindfulness is easy. It's not something where you need to sit down and be like, okay, I get to be mindful right now and have like an hour set aside for it. No, it's something you can do quickly. So I'm excited about that. I'm excited about getting our message across and I want to give my audience and give women listening a way to quickly win. So I'm always trying to add value and give like quick mindset shift, like quick inspiration, you know, so they can take a little bite of mind food and mm. apply it right away and choose a new, a new, you know, story, choose something that's going to turn their day around. And um, in terms of the women that I serve, nothing lights me up more than watching my clients expand and watching them shed and break through these limiting beliefs that are BS and keeping them stuck and mm. um, watching them Recreate their life to the point where they can look back just two months prior and be like, wow, I was a totally different person. Like, Mm. I showed up so differently. And now I have X, now I have Y, Z. And it's like I'm watching them expand. I see in their face, they're happier. They look like even younger. Like, they just Mm. look like they have more life in them. And that absolutely lights me up. And I'm also clear that there's only one of me and just like you, like we're vessels. So I would love to work with everyone one-on-one and that's not, um, you know, that that's not the reality. So I look at how can I consistently get a message across for someone who just, you know, in this post, maybe something will resonate in this podcast episode, in this live video. So um, yeah, I love being that, that vessel.
0: Mm. I love it. I love it so much. So we want to know how do we take those next steps, especially the the men and women out there who are inspired, who want to be more mindful, and especially those boss babes who want to uh, get the coaching, see what they can do to really level up themselves, step into their greatest possible self. With you, Valerie, how do they do that?
1: Yes, absolutely. So. Um, First things first, let's be friends on Instagram. So follow me at the mindful babe. That's where I hang out. I post every day. So mm-hmm. I love showing you what I'm up to. Um, I'm really big on walking the talk. So mm-hmm. anything that's working for me, anything that I do daily, I like to share it with you. And, you know, whenever I find something that's working for me, I like to share it with you. So you can find that in my post, you can find that in my podcast, you can find it in any videos that I do. And um, for us to really get clear on what's possible for you, I want to support you in figuring out what's keeping you stuck. A lot of the times, we don't really know. Like people don't come to me and say, "Valerie, here are the top three limiting beliefs I have. This is what's holding me back. Here's where they came from. Let's shift it." So <laughs> I want to work with you and, and figure out what that is, where those stories aren't serving you, and quickly shift and switch those and give you the tools so you can have these for life far beyond our coaching. So um, I'm taking applications for one-on-one coaching right now. The link is in my bio on my Instagram at The Mindful Babe. And then my website, mindfulbabe.com. We can connect through there. I'm also on Facebook. You can find me on my podcast, The Mindful Babes Podcast with Jessica and I and iTunes store, Podbean. I also have, I know I'm like listing all the things. I also have... a freebie that, um, I love supporting women with. It's a tool and ebook where you can learn about how to set yourself up for a morning routine and get these, these habits into your life daily. So it's actually a tracker tool to help you, um, you know, get clear on what you're doing to keep yourself in alignment every day and how consistently you're doing it and to make it a habit in just 21 days. So that is in my bio on Instagram.
0: That's awesome. Amazing. Amazing. I love it. And everything that you're doing is just so uh, empowering and expansive, you know, really out to to help these these women especially. And uh, I wanted to circle back around to something you said at the very beginning when you were in your journey, which is you can do all the reading you want. You can do all the podcast listening you want. You can even go to the seminars, you know, like, and that might still not be what makes the difference for you? You might need someone who's there with you, working with your specific things, your story, your journey, and going back in there, and you know holding the space for you to to have the courage to have the the you know, willingness to go back and do that and and to get that clarity. And you can't get that through just listening to a podcast or just reading a book or just going to the seminar. Like you really get to have powerful conversations. And Valerie, you have been tremendous. This conversation has been incredibly enlightening, empowering, and clarifying people so that they can use more empowering language and and Create their reality as, as as the victor, as the victor in the suit or the victor in the dress, whichever one it is, you get to be the victor, the champion and uh, create your reality. So Valerie, we got one more minute to go. And by the way, everyone go connect with Valerie. Listen to our podcast, Mindful Babes and on Instagram at The Mindful Babe. And Valerie, we got one more minute. Let's share something from your heart that someone out there needs to hear. They need to be uh, inspired, empowered and remember who they really are.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, What I would say to that person, what I would say to you is that your past is simply that it's your past. It doesn't define you. It, you're not locked, shackled to your past. In fact, your past is your exact purpose here. So your past, things you've been through, your parents even, everything. It's so you can live the life of your desires. I promise you it's all happening for you. And you get to wake up every morning and choose a new truth, choose a new light, and just know your past makes you beautiful. I don't care what you've done. You are worthy of forgiveness, mainly forgiving yourself. You're worthy of having the life you desire. Just because of something you've done in the past does not mean that you don't deserve to have all the abundant love, wealth, prosperity in the world. You deserve it and you
2: get to choose a new truth.
0: I'm receiving that from myself right now, Valerie. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And for everyone who is listening, um, so beautiful. Such an incredible experience. Thank you, Valerie. Everyone stay connected with Valerie. Valerie, continue your journey because there's so many awesome things coming from her moving forward. And Valerie, thank you so much for being here. I appreciate you. It's been an honor and a pleasure.
1: Thank you. Awesome. We'll see you soon, okay? Have a good day. Bye.
0: From the bottom of my heart, thank you for tuning in. Right now, we've reached the end of this episode, but this is the start of a whole new beginning. Each and every moment, you have an opportunity to rewrite your story. Right here, right now, decide and commit who you are going to be. Think about how you will use these ideas, wisdom, and inspiration to make the difference in your life. What actions will you take today and every day to step into your greatest possible self? Again, a big shout out to our sponsor, EmployeeEscapePlan.com. If you're committed to learning how to truly harness your abilities and passions to serve the people who are hungry If you want to clarify your vision, uncover blind spots, get more energy, tap into your flow and take massive action, head over to beyourgps.com forward slash coaching to schedule some time into my calendar. Now, master yourself, create your reality and make every day your best day ever.